The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. Place four $50 basketball bets, and regardless of the outcome, you'll get a $50 free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for your chance to win $3,000 in the DGEN dance. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. We're back. I know you're not used to hearing my voice start to show off on this lovely Monday morning, Monday afternoon, Monday evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. It can't be Monday night because then you're too late to get your picks in. So I'm your host, Terrell Furman Jr. I'm here. I am in the captain's seat. Moonoff is out for personal reasons right now. So we are going to hold it down for him. And I got my guy with me. You know he's always with me, so you know this is going to be a three-hour-long episode. Scott Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Looking forward to this upcoming week. You have a couple of my favorite days in sports, uh, the round of 64 in the NCAA tournament, which are my favorite two days in sports, so I'm looking forward to that. Besides everything else, I'm actually headed on a trip later today, headed to Vegas, so I'm going to see – March Madness done properly once and for all, and I'm looking forward to it. What's new with you? I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I would give anything to be on a flight to Vegas right now. Oh, man, I got to get out of here, guys. I got to get out of here. I'm going crazy. I'm, like, getting cabin fever and shit like that, and now I'm about to watch everybody in Vegas during March Madness, one of the greatest weekends of the year. And, oh, man, it's going to be It's one of those things on my bucket list where, of course, COVID got in the way the last couple of years. And my usual move for March Madness was just finding a comfortable chair in my house and just watching the games. Yep. There's something different about the sports book atmosphere where everyone's going to be yelling about everything. Like, it's multi- really it's so many games going on. Yeah. It's so many games going on at one point in time. It's going to be great. Yes. And so everybody's literally – you don't know who's who's yelling and who's screaming at what, but I'm pretty sure everybody in the sports book is literally gasped Every time me bucket is gonna be, every time somebody makes a shot, everybody's gonna <laughs> simultaneously gasp. Oh, it's gonna be hilarious! All right, yeah, that sounds like a whole bunch of fun. Hope you have a good time. Catch up with all the guys, everybody. If you're going out to Vegas this weekend, catch up with Scott. Catch up with all the guys at SGP. And I heard Kobe's buying beers. So if you find Kobe, I heard Kobe's buying beers and whiskey shots for people. So link up with them out there in Vegas. I shall see you all in Vegas sometime soon, hopefully. That's just a little teaser into the uh, future. Let's Hopefully that works out. But enough of March Madness because the NBA is the only show in town tonight. Well, the only show, show that matters in town tonight. And you could tell Taylor and Joel I said that. <laughs> mm. We have eight games on the schedule, no college basketball, 
everybody's prepping for March Madness. They're probably overlooking these games a little bit. This is some time. I think this is a really good time to make some money here. No, you also got a pretty entertaining game because you got the MVP battle going on in Philly. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, you have the return of Draymond Green tonight. Mm -hmm. And granted, they're playing the Wizards, but we've just been playing kind of hard recently. Right? They've been playing something, except for you. They know, lost to Portland. Yeah, yeah, that loss to Portland is pretty bad. I know Portland is. I feel like everybody, play, but I, I don't give a damn. You got to beat Portland. I feel like Portland beats everybody. I, I just, you gave I don't up know. Forty-four points to Josh Hart. Are you out of your mind? Josh Hart's good. I, I called him Lola Bunny a couple weeks ago. How the hell do you let him score forty-four points? I don't care. Lola can go for forty. I'm just. I, saying, I, I fully. Like, I fully. I fully think in the right – especially if, like, Jordan or LeBron is out, Lola can absolutely go for 40 on, on a team. 100%. Don't disrespect Lola Bunny like that. I, I'm just Either saying. Way, Josh Hart and Lola Bunny are good. 44 is just, like, at some point. Yeah, no, that's – no, giving up 44 to anybody – giving up 44 to anybody is a little bit absurd. With that supporting you. cast, you got to at least try to make somebody else beat you. Portland's just full of G League players at this point. Yeah, no, no, Josh Hart did his thing. That was the game I was looking for the other night for him, too. That's the crazy thing. They always give it to you the wrong night, but I was looking for that game the other night for him. But, all right, let's talk about the weekend a little bit. Uh, let's see here. What happened over the weekend? It feels like – it feels like did we even have NBA games over the weekend? Everybody's so tuned in to college basketball that you got to, like, kind of remember what happened over the course of the weekend. The Mavericks – Got the win against the Celtics last night on KG's retirement. I, I don't know. I don't know what people – like, it, that was an easy play for me. I was wondering why the money kept going closer, like, more and more towards the Celtics. I, I just didn't in, know what everybody saw. I related because I know Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith were questioning. Yeah. Then they played, and the line still went up two and a half points. Yeah, and then – so when Luca went down earlier in the game with that hamstring, I said, "Oh, how did the books know? Like that's how the books knew. They yeah. knew Luca was going down, and so that's why they pushed the line." But Luca ended up coming back, and I'm sure they probably didn't anticipate that. And Luca, you know, did Luca things and got them this win. I do want to ask though before we get into the card because you brought up that game, and I am curious if maybe it was because of the emotions regarding KG's retirement that they just decided to boost the line because of the emotional angle. Yeah, but probably so. How good is Dallas? Because I feel like they're a team I think that they're we kind of got to talk about. I think I've been saying – but I've been saying this, though. I've been saying this ever since Dallas started. That was the only thing that they were missing from being a good team. That, that was literally the only thing they were missing from – all these years, Rick Carlisle, the only thing they were missing is that they couldn't play defense yeah. because they can score out the ass. Like, and it's, it doesn't have to be like otherworldly, like name guys scoring. Like, you can have Luca as your only big name and just put some guys that can put the ball in the basket around them, and good things are going to happen. So, you know, Brunson had a, an efficient day, 50% from the field, 14 points. Spencer Dinwiddie added 18. Dorian Finney-Smith knocked down four threes for 19 points. Like, they, had, they get scoring from all these other guys, not to mention that they didn't have Reggie Bullock in this game. And Tim Hardaway Jr. has been out for the better part of the season. They have a lot of things now. Their bench gives me pause. If they can just get, you know, some better bench production – over like over the duration of a series, I think that this Dallas team really can go far. 
I think that's the reason why I'm still not picking them to make the Western Conference Finals or anything. It's because of that bench or lack thereof. I just think if you're going to constantly be playing Doncic 40, hell, 45 minutes a game, I just think eventually he's going to run out of gas, which has kind of been the case in recent years in the fourth quarters of games. But I'm bringing it up because Boston, of course, both of us aren't fully sold on them being a serious contender in the East. Mm -hmm. Boston's been one of the hottest teams in the league. You go into Boston and you win that game, especially after trailing by a trailing at half and you end up having Luka injured for a little while and you still win the game anyway. I'm not saying I'm picking Dallas to be a serious dark horse candidate to win the West. But what I am saying is that they're still being extremely disrespected because they are a lot better than people thought they were. They're going to win. Luka is going to win his first playoff series this year. They they, they better, honestly. And they're – the thing is, they don't have to worry about running into the Clippers again. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. They're going to – if it were to end today, if everything were to end today, they would be – it would be a 5-6 matchup between them and Utah. And for the most part – Well, you mean a 4-5 matchup? 4-5, yeah, yeah, my bad. 4-5 matchup between them and Utah. Okay. I would for the most part, I, I expect this – Absolutely. I, w- I think that they will beat Utah in maybe six – yeah. I, I five. I, I don't want to be too too disrespectful and say five, but for sure six. I think that because one Utah doesn't have anything for the guard play of Dallas at all. The guards of Dallas are absolutely going to dominate because they don't all have to get to the basket to be able to score. They can all you know step, uh, pull up mid range jumper, mm-hmm. three point jumper between him, Dinwiddie, and Brunson. That's also the That's problem for be Utah because that'll bring Gobert away from the basket when we've seen this movie. Yep. Yeah, so I'm I and I'm just not sold on Utah. Like, everybody knows I'm not sold on Utah. I just look when you watch them play, it just looks like something off. Yeah. So I think it's Mike basically Conley. I've said it before. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. And I don't think Mike Conley's gonna add anything defensive wise for them at all. So it's going to be some some rotating door between Utah, Dallas, and Denver. It just depends on does anybody – does Dallas or Utah get cold for a little bit and does Denver get rolling? I'm, I'm assuming at the last two weeks of the year, maybe three weeks of the year, is when we're going to see Jamal Murray and maybe uh, Michael Porter Jr. come back. So well, how, long, sure. how long do you think it takes to fully shake off the rust there? Because we saw Clay. I know he had 38 over the weekend, but to be honest, he was terrible for a couple of weeks since returning. So I think it's different because Clay missed two years of basketball. Yeah, it varies, of course. But when you're coming back from a serious ACL injury in the case of Jamal Murray, just because you're back doesn't mean you're fully, fully back in terms of you've – No, 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 for sure. For sure. I just think Clay is a little different because it's like he came back from an injury, just started ramping up his yeah. production again, oh, no, and then is, injured Clay it again. Clay is different. I'm just talking about when yeah. Jamal does come back. I think Denver's going to be drastically overvalued because people are expecting yeah, for sure. Murray. Yeah, for sure. He 100% will. He, they 100% will. I don't think he's going to be getting to the basket, like driving it down the lane and getting to the basket like we know he can. And I think he's going to become more of a little bit of a spot-up shooter and just somebody for Jokic to go in. And it's really still going to run through Jokic. And so somebody for Jokic to go in, drive to the lane, draw the double team, and hopefully somebody comes off of Murray and he can hit a shot. But I don't expect him to be doing a lot offensively or yeah. defensively. So mm-hmm. uh, I actually like I actually like the better matchup for somebody like Memphis. Well, not Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. I would like for, you know, Minnesota to go up 
and and Denver to come down and Memphis get that matchup against Denver. I think that's a, a matchup that Memphis can get Denver out of here in five games. Yeah, Minnesota. I, I Minnesota is the dark horse for me. Yeah, I think Minnesota is going to take somebody to six, seven games. Yeah, that sounds about right. But that's also why I'm not fully in on the Mavericks is because going through the actual projected bracket right now, I agree with you. I think they'd beat Utah. I'm not picking Dallas to beat Phoenix, especially with Chris Paul. I, I, no. I can't. I can't do that. Mm-mm. No, no, I don't. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I think it'd be good. I think it'd be a good series. And if you told me at the end of the day that Dallas did win, I wouldn't be surprised. But would I pick it and tell you and say you put your money towards that? Not at this point in time. I'd probably be playing game by game just to see. I, I, th- I think I would be extremely surprised because even though Dallas does have a lot of three-point shooting, Aiton should realistically just dominate in that series because I don't really think Dwight Powell's that good. I, th- I think he's good for the role he has on the team. But Aiton would just kill him on the inside. And I'm looking at the bench unit, which is what we talked about for Dallas. Phoenix with Cameron Payne and company would absolutely demolish in the sec in the like the second and third quarters when whenever the bench mm-hmm. would come in, so I think that's why matchup wise Dallas is still extremely flawed. That bench needs some work, and Phoenix is like the worst team to face because they have one of the best benches in the entire league. Yeah. Uh, Are you right. going to talk about Katie's fifty three piece, or we're not talking about it? Oh shit! It's a flying here. God damn it. Oh, it's we don't have to talk fun. about Every it if you don't I want record. to, but we're talking. Every if we're recapping the weekend, are we bringing up the KD fifty-three no. piece? No, no, you definitely got it because this is the second one in like a week and a half. You you have to bring it up, and it's just well, it was so effortless since coming back. But Kyrie had the fifty piece earlier this week. KD just had forty something, didn't he? Like, what did he? How much did he have when he played the Celtics? Uh yeah, he had a. Uh, I believe he had a forty piece. Oh, it was Tatum that had 50. Yeah, Tatum had the 50-piece. Yeah, Tatum had the 50. Kevin Durant had the 37. Yeah, LeBron had two. He had one. Kyrie had one. There's a lot of 50-point games going around for the last week. Yeah, no, no, no. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Does it not mean mean a lot if LeBron finishes the season as a scoring champ? Does that not – does that not – like, is that not another – accolade that you add at age 37 that of you finished you as it, a scoring champ because it's something that is extremely rare i think that a lot of people would still get annoyed by it and consider it relatively meaningless because people are going to mention all the times lebron stayed in blowouts to pad his stats he had the he had the 25 or 30 point streak going for him where he was st- he was playing the fourth quarter down 25 just only picking up 30 points and then just leaving i get, i think it's a big deal of course, LeBron haters will find a way to make it, you know, about LeBron being more of a selfish guy than a team player. And I'm sure you know that that narrative is going to come. It's extremely impressive, but... The man the man averages a triple-double, <laughs> 10K, 10K, 10K for his, for his career. He has 10... He's the only player. It's extremely impressive, but of course, LeBron being a polarizing figure based on just NBA fandom, people will try to turn it into a negative because the team stinks. I guess. I don't know. I'm impressed by it. I'm not a big LeBron guy, but I'm not going to scoff at him winning a scoring title of 37. Like, I understand how crazy that is. Yeah, that's that's, that's insane. That's literally insane. <laughs> that is absolutely insane. So, I mean, I don't think – I honestly, I don't think he gets it. 
it's a very it's very like it's very cool that he's we're this far into the season he's actually in first like technically in first place for it do i think he finishes the season like that probably not but if he did as a scoring champ yeah i don't i I don't actually do (laughs) really i i think that lebron because of the fact the lakers no matter what they've tried they're going to be in the play-in and they're probably going to get smacked. I know AD is coming back soon, but we don't exactly know, you know, how close, whatever. But you also got to remember, LeBron's trying to chase is trying to catch up to Kareem. So he's going after the whole career scoring as well. So I think he's been dialed into scoring the entire season because he wants to catch Kareem. So I think but there's I, a little I mean, bit he's... of added motivation there. I don't know, cause he's, it's not like he's he's playing catch up. Like if he just goes and he averages what he averages, he's straight. Like he's gonna get there, and I'm well, pretty sure he, it's a four. His his numbers are blowout proof because he keeps playing in the fourth quarter when they're down thirty. I know he didn't play yesterday, but that's because they have a back to back today. But it seems uh, so like you constantly look up and the Lakers are down fifteen, and you look up and LeBron but, still is thirty five. And the thing is, and this is what kind of pisses me off, because as soon as he's like. We always talk about that, but people stay in the game when they're down big all the time, literally all the time. It's when they're up big is when people actually come out the game. When you're down and you, and you leave the game and you're getting blown out, everybody's like, oh, oh well, they quit. Like, he quit. And that's exactly what the narrative would be like. Look at him. He quit on the team. Mm-hmm. He's sitting in the third quarter, and they're down, they're down 20, 30 points. Not Once again, those aren't my beliefs. I'm just stating what people are going to say. They're going to call LeBron. Yeah, and, yeah I'm doing the same thing. down 20. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm doing the same, but I'm doing the same thing. And they'll literally, it's you can't. You'd be damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, of course. Damned if you do, they don't. If he if he goes out, they're like, oh well, he fucking quit. They didn't even try. Like Kobe would never. Blah 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 blah. And if they're if they're you know he plays in, he's a stat pattern. So at the end of the day, just go out there and ball. Like that's all he's doing. At it's the end of the day, I do want to ask you one thing though, because I know that the Westbrook. We I know we're gonna get into the game shortly. We haven't talked about the Westbrook press conference that he had earlier uh, last week. And I'm going to start off just by saying this. Death threats for a sporting event are fucked up. There's no justification for that. So I'm just getting that out in the open. Don't harass people's family and don't send them death threats over a basketball game. That's stupid. Yes. But I will have the point about the Westbrook nickname, which Westbrook seemed extremely offended by in the majority of his press conference. I don't have an issue with it. I feel like if you are going to play that badly and you're going to get paid $40 million, the fans have the right to call you a nickname when you can't hit a jump shot. I stand with I stand with the fans on that perspective. The death threats and the family, whatever, that's messed up. That's not okay in any situation. But do the fans have the right or should they feel bad calling him Westbrook? Absolutely not. Because you have to watch Westbrook play. He's been awful. Are we on the same page on that one? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really into, like, the heckling and all that stuff. I Do talk you think shit, that it's fair you know, for a team to boo a player on your own team if he's been awful for the entire season? Do I think it's fair? Yeah. Because uh, that's really what's going on. The point is if Westbrook was playing better and he wasn't being an awful shooter, shockingly, the Westbrook chance would disappear because they're actually playing well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily bad. 
I especially like fandom atmosphere. I don't have no issue with that. It's just when they be like, they'll take the shit too far. Like the the shit with Naomi Osaka over the weekend, that was taking it too far. Like he was at like, you know, really heckling her. Like at like trying to you know, knowing she has mental health issues, stuff like that. Really trying to fuck with her head. I think that was a woman, and but yeah, woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like shit like that. That's that's not cool, but. I mean, the booing and because you can't support mediocre, ba- mediocre basketball. Because if you support mediocre basketball, people are going to think that it's okay. Especially for the Lakers of all organizations. Yeah. And so is, there's no, you shouldn't support mediocre basketball. If you, know, you feel like, hey, you're not doing well, we're going to boo you. We're going to stop buying tickets to the game. We're going to stop, you know, stop showing up to this stuff because you're, you're fucking bad and you need to play better. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll be on your side. So yeah, I'm just throwing that, that out part. there because I know that that was a huge story over the over the week. The fan heckling stuff, play better. The family yeah. and the death threat stuff, that's inexcusable, and you should potentially turn over some of those. Uh, I'd say people's information, not the actual. I'd say the death threat part to the police. Have them do something. Yeah, absolutely. That's not, that's not okay. Absolutely, but, that's fucked up. Like Westbrook pleading to the fans to stop calling him Westbrook is going to be so counterproductive over the final stretch that I think people are going to call him more. Especially against Phoenix last night. Did you see him last night? It was really bad. It like, was there was brutal. multiple times. It was multiple times where it was just like and and they were letting him shoot it. Of course. Like, they were letting him they were letting him shoot because they knew he would. Because they knew he would and they were like, I'd rather him shoot it than him get the opportunity to drive to the lane or, you know, get the ball to somebody else. Just give him a shot and we'll go get the rebound. It is it's really ridiculous. That yeah. he he's been he's been bad, but over the past week or so It's, it's gotten been so bad. much worse, man. Yeah. And you know, you know what else is going on over the past week or so? March Madness. And with March Madness, WinBet has the absolute best promotion for you. All users who bet at least $50 on a men's college basketball championship future market will receive a $10 free bet for each game that wins in the tournament, round of 16 through the championship game only. They also can receive a weekend bonus play. All users can receive $50 free bet when they win, lose, or push for $50 bets Saturday through Sunday's basketball games. Weekend bonus play can be used towards all upcoming college basketball action as well as the NBA. And for new WinBet Casino customers, they're now offering a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. That's right, 100% deposit match up to $1,000. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please, please call 1-800-522-4700. It's the DJ Dance and Merch Madness and SGPN is giving away $3,000 in the Ultimate March Madness Handicapping Contest, the DJ Dance. Start with March Madness with 10,000 credits, using them to bet on your favorite March Madness bets. And whoever has the most credits when March Madness ends wins $2,500 for first and $500 for second, exclusively in the SGPN app. Looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie? Everyday March Madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness to enter that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness. 
Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Your confidence will be blooming like the flowers of upcoming spring. It's time to clear out that winter bush and to join the other 4 million men who trust Manscaped. Use code SGPN to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Whew. Look, guys, you need proper trimming. I'm trying to tell you. You need absolutely proper. Don't be like me when I was a young lad because I was scared. I had nicked myself before. I did all that stuff. I was nervous. It was all that. I didn't know what I didn't have the tools I needed for one. Didn't have the tools at all that I needed. I was just kind of makeshifting what was under my mom's cabinet. And then I ultimately just decided to try to nail myself and just like, hey, maybe I can nail it away. It's, you know, shaveless cream. Let's do that. What balls on fire, balls of fury. Have you ever seen balls of fury? That was my balls. Balls of fury. That absolutely insane. Never again in my life. Won't do it. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the game with their amazing performance package 4.0. Inside this ball bundle, you will get their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is a pube assassin that is waterproof and equipped with LED lights, so you bet you can bet that it's a major key to keeping this new shower routine. You can look and see through all the crevices and everything you need to do to get through all those loose hairs. This elite trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. Although your balls might look like punching bags, don't treat them like one. And the benefit of their proprietary skin-safe talk skin safe technology have you ever met someone that finds nose hairs attractive really think about it like has anybody ever said wow i really like the curl on your nose hairs no the weed whacker nose hair nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps reduce nicks snags and tugs in those delicate nose and ear holes the crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer is starting to get hot outside and Shoot, Scott's going to Vegas. It's starting to get very hot in Vegas as, as time goes on. You're going through March Madness, go through the NBA playoffs, all that. It's going to be really, really hot in Vegas. So it's crucial to have so your balls do not keep sticking to your leg. you also find a crop reviver, a spray-on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there just like spring flowers. Complete your grooming game this spring with the new redefined cologne signature sent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and it will have you smelling like royalty. If you purchase now, you receive two free gifts, the performance boxer briefs and shed travel bag. Smell good and feel good this spring. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right, Scott, let's get to the games. We've chatted it up enough. First game on the slate. Well, depend. yeah, no, that actually is the first game on the slate. It's not, you know, depending on what you actually look at first. We have the L.A. Clippers traveling to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. L.A. Clippers are coming off of a back-to-back after they just got a win against the Detroit Pistons, 106-102. to I was on the Clippers that game. 
and they didn't get the cover. I did get Den, Den, not Denver, uh, Detroit. I got Detroit first half money line correct in that game. Really happy about that. However, Cleveland is laying five and a half on the line. We have two 11 and a half for the total. Let's look at the injury report here before we go any further. Karis LeVert is questionable to play in this game. Dean Wade, Laurie Markkinen, and Rajon, Ron- Rajon Rondo is actually doubt for, the, for this game. But Dean Wade and Laurie Markkinen are both questionable. Jared Allen is still act with that fi- out with that finger fracture. And they're, hope- they're very uncertain if he's even going to be back to make the playoffs. So it's a really big out for them. Looking down at Los Angeles Clippers, they did play last night, so you know they don't really have an injury report out right now. But Robin Covington didn't play in the game last night. Paul George is without a timetable for return. That's really crazy that they just haven't ruled him out for the rest of the season yet. Yeah. And they haven't ruled out Kawhi for the rest of the season yet either. And, I mean, I mean, they say probably not for Kawhi, but Paul George still hasn't been ruled out for the rest of the season. Either way, Norman Powell's out as well. And – uh Preston, Jason Preston is still out as well. So, five and a half. Cleveland is the Clippers on the road. Are you are you taking the Clippers on the road in the back to back? It's not a great spot, but oh, let's be real. Cleveland's kind of been in free fall recently, and with all the injuries, I'm not sure I want to be laying five and a half. I find the interesting part going to be is the total. Because it's at 211.5, which sounds insanely low in today's NBA. But then yep. you look at the current form of both teams offensively, and you look at how good they are defensively. And the first meeting this season landed 171. Or sorry, uh, yeah, 171. I like the under in this game. I know that it seems low, but I think that it's actually too high. But maybe I'll, I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm actually going to take the points because I cannot lay five and a half with this Cavs team. That's been in a funk for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think I think you are crazy. I'm taking the five and a half. Oh, this enough. is really, really easy for me. The Clippers are really not a good road team at all, actually. And this Cavs team needs a win. They need a – they need something to get on – like get back in the winner's circle and – just stay treading water because Jared Allen being out for them really means a lot. Like they really went to free fall. Do you think they stay ahead of Toronto? I don't. Uh, hold on, let me go back and look at recent standings. I haven't looked at standings Cleveland. I believe is either a game or half a game up of Toronto. But the point is, that's for the six. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. So I, they can definitely, they definitely have the ability to fall, especially. I think they're going to be the main schedule that they have. Yeah, I think they're which, gonna be which sucks. Which sucks. Yeah. Uh, I hope people sold that JB Baker stab ticket. It was going, it was really going really, really well for really, really long. I was telling you to sell it. Yeah, you did. You did. I did not, I did not, but I also didn't think that Jared Allen was going to go down. Jared, they really turned around, yeah. really, really turned around when Jared Allen went down. However, they still have Evan Mobley, and Evan Mobley is the reason why I'm taking the five and a half here because I think with the combination of Evan Mobley and Darius Garden in this game, that 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 duo alone is just a little bit too much for the Clippers to handle. Evan Mobley is a little bit of a mismatch nightmare for them. Just seeing as they don't, he's he's seven foot and can play like a guard. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have anybody that can really match up and stay in front of him. Marcus Morris is going to do attempt to do his best. I think he could easily get into some early foul trouble. And then Zubac just has nothing for him. Evan Mobley will make barbecue chicken out of him. 
And he his numbers have been insane since uh ever, ever, his numbers have been insane since Jared Allen, that's the name, since Jared Allen went down. So I'm really I think that this is a spot for him. He's had a double double in three of his last four games. <laughs> Put up twenty points, twenty, twenty-two, nineteen. And 17, I think Evan Mobley is going to have an effect in this game. It's really going to throw, give the Clippers some fits, even though that Ty Lue is a really good coach and he's been able to coach this Clippers team up, especially on the defensive side of basketball. I think that is going to be some issues with them and the Cavaliers are going to give them some issues in this game, especially with their height and their length and how, how Darius Garland can run this offense. So give me the Cavs here. I'll take them minus five and a half. I'm not really afraid of the big number. I like the first half a little bit more. The Clippers start the game off so slow, yeah. like so, so slow is on the road. It's really, really bad. Like it's painfully terrible how bad they are. That's why I was on Detroit Moneyline the first half yesterday because they just start games off so freaking bad. That's also and I why just I like think the that, under. I think the Clippers are going to sleepwalk through the first half. The question is, yeah. I think eventually they'll do what they normally do, which is go on a random run third quarter, fourth quarter, and make a game. Yeah. Out. See, I don't think they do that. That's what, And I guess that's why I'm on the Cavs five now. I don't think they get the run this second uh-huh. half game. I think the Cavs keep it on them and don't even let them back in the game. Do you agree with the under? Yes, I do, 100%. I am not taking over with the Clippers at all. Am I expecting both these teams to get to 100 or like 105? No, I am not. Yeah. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Atlanta Hawks laying 14 against the Portland Trailblazers. 230 on the total. Portland just gets wins. Like <laughs> I need, you to, I need I just, you to explain something to me, though. How has this total dropped like three and a half points? I understand it Atlanta's on back to back. They gave up 128 points to Indiana yesterday. Like they were awful defensively in the game. Each quarter had at least 60 points. Yeah. Like you're you're telling me that this total should be going down. I I don't I don't understand this one. I like I think the over. That is- I think they're basically saying there's no way Josh Hart has another 44 points, and they're not expecting them to score. I think, yeah, I think they, I think they just don't think the Trailblazers are going to put up points. I don't necessarily agree with that. If that's the thought, I wonder what the uh, Trailblazers team total is set at, at this for this game. Uh, let me see if you could find it, but yeah, I, I don't think that's the case at all. I think that Tri- Portland's going to do what they always do, and it's going to be some random. Some random player on that team that's just going to walk in to 25 easy points. <laughs> I, see, I see 107 and a half. I wanna, see, that's, that's for a 230 total. That's they gave so, up 128 to the Pacers yesterday. They yeah, played against Portland earlier this season. Lillard was already injured, and McCollum was already injured. Now, Simons did play in that game. In fact, he played really well. They gave up 130-plus points. This Atlanta team is awful defensively. I have to like the over. They gave up 136. Now, Simon's at 43, but, I mean, supporting cast-wise, no McCollum, no Lillard. Uh, they still had Norman Powell and whatever, but, I mean, 136. This team can't guard anybody. Like, I got to take the over. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just at, I think that people are just fading the fact that Portland's going to put up a bunch of points against Atlanta. I'll fade Atlanta's uh, defense. Something to, something to look one, at. I'm not, I'm not deciding on that 107 yet. and a half. Like you got to give me a good defense to take that for the under. Yeah, like I'm going to take the over. 
I'm not. I'm not sold on that yet. I have to. I have to come back and look at that. Also, the first meeting, uh, Trey had a casual 56 and 14. So I don't think that Portland can guard him. And they lost that game. Yeah, I know they lost. That's what I'm saying. But the yeah. point is that Trey did whatever he wanted. Portland's yep. terrible defensively. I expect yep. him to go for 40. If you want to go for a player prop tonight, a, a decent plus price, I think a Trey 40 piece is pretty attractive there. I think that he should have a pretty good game. I definitely think you're going to see points. I like the over. Uh, let's go back to the injury report. John Collins is a game-time decision for this game. And that's it for the Hawks going down to the Portland Trailblazers. And basically just throw a dart at a board. And whatever name you land on, that person is probably out for this game. The Justice Winslow, he's out. Eric Bledsoe, he's out. Anthony Simons is sidelined for one – still sidelined for one to two weeks. I'm assuming he's, he's going to uh, be With a quadricep. Yeah, he probably what's should the, what's be. What's the point? Probably should be. And, same, I mean, I would think the same thing with Nurk. Nurk is still out, but I would think the same yeah. thing with Nurk. It's yeah. just – yeah, this, this is just a really long list of people that are just out for the rest of the season, basically. Wow. Either way, oh, it's so hard not to take this 14. <laughs> it's so hard not to take this 14. I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to take it. I don't think that when they're not going to get another 40-piece from Josh Hart tonight. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm pretty sure that they're not. I'm sure that they're going to get some random person to give them 25. But I don't think that's going to be enough to keep up with Atlanta, especially with Atlanta needing to hurry up and get this game over with. <laughs> Hurry up, get a win, get this game over with, and get up out of here. So they put up a bunch of points, and they they cruise in the second half of this game. I'm going with Atlanta. They should. Portland ended up beating Washington. Well, no Porzingis in that game. But Washington is a bottom five team in the league right now. But you look at any every other game they've had against a team with a pulse. Uh, here's the margins of loss here since the All-Star break. 33, 32, 30, 14, uh, 43, 38, and they beat the Wizards. Uh, all the other teams I mentioned are that I, you know, were before the Wizards, all playoff teams. So Atlanta's kind of in the middle where they're better than Washington, but they're worse than the teams I just mentioned. I think Atlanta gets to 135. I think they have a good chance at 140. I think Trey goes for 40. So I think Portland will probably finish with around 110, give or take. I like the over and I like Atlanta because I think that they're going to get to 130. And that's probably enough to cover this number. You know, I should go on with the under. Because as I think about it more, I don't think that it's three people that can give me 20 points for for Portland. I just I can't really take it under with Atlanta's offense and defensive combo. That defense is so bad. I'm not afraid. I don't think it's three people that can give me 20 points for Portland. Give me the under. Wow, man, it's fucking fine. That's On crazy. principle, if I think one team's going to walk into 130, I can't really take an under. So that's why I'm going with the over. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. All right. Um, Who's next on the slate here? We have the battle of the MVPs. The Denver Nuggets travel to the city of brotherly love to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Philadelphia is laying one and a half on spread 222 on the total. Let's go look at the injury report for this game. 76ers only person that is on injury report is Danny Green, who is still missing some time with that finger injury. 
Then if we go over to Denver, we have Jamal Murray is ramping up, and he's going to be back before the start of playoffs. Just don't know when yet. Michael Porter Jr. is – I'm not sure if he's still scrummaging at the G League. He might be back with – I think he's still with the G League, actually. But either way, he's ramping up production. He's still not going to be back for this game, though. Aaron Gordon is questionable for this game. Zeke Nanji is questionable for this game as well. What are we doing here? It's a short number. We have the MVP, the reigning MVP, versus the front runner for the MVP this year. Nothing can go wrong, right? I personally like Denver in this spot. I think it's a really bad scheduling spot for Philly. Against Orlando, I know Orlando's not very good. They've been better recently, though. They went to overtime on the road yesterday. They won. Was it pretty? No. But now they're traveling from Orlando back to Philly on the second night of a back-to-back. Denver has lost the last two games at home to Golden State and Toronto, two good teams. But I do question the scheduling spot for Philly. And also, I got to look at Harden's recent shooting numbers because they have not been good. And I saw that he was getting treatment at the end of that Nets game on his leg. I'm not sure how much of that was was genuine and how much of that was, I played awful, let me pretend I have something. But... He was brutal yesterday. I know he had 26 points, but it was all free throws. He went 13 to 15 from the line. Last three games, though, uh, five for 15, three for 17, five for 19. I think Harden's injured again because his shooting has completely fallen off, and it's really been drastic. So I'm going to take Denver. Oh, yeah. Do you think I'm reading into the Harden injury too much? Because you can't put up numbers like that out of nowhere and expect me to think you're fully healthy. No, I think it's definitely – like, that's that's just a lingering injury. Yeah. Like, that's not going to be something no matter – you can't be healthy from that unless you just stop play in general. And that's why he looked good for the first week and change because he (laughs) was able to rest it for a couple of weeks. But now that he's gotten – Yeah, on it, He's getting treatment all the time. His shooting's falling apart again. And I do question, after an overtime game especially, with travel the night prior, I don't like the spot. So, I'm on Denver. You? Yeah. I mean, I think that they, they're probably going to bail him out a little bit. And because he knows that he's struggling the ball, shooting the ball, and he's kind of realized that over these past few games – I think he's just gonna get to. I think he's just gonna get to the line. <laughs> I think he's 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 gonna he's probably just gonna get to the line. He's gonna live in the lane. And there's no there's nothing when you look at that team for the Denver Nuggets. There's nothing that's sitting there telling me that if I'm looking at the lane, there's nobody there. There's nobody there that's scaring me. I'm not scared of Jokic, even though he's big. I'm not scared of him getting in my way. I'm just gonna keep driving to the basket. and You're gonna follow me, especially James Harden. I think that this is an opportunity for James Harden and Joel Embiid to just live at the free throw line like they always do. And I'm on Philly in this spot. Sure. I, I think I the Harding shooting concern, shooting numbers is a concern for me. But I've also seen him just take himself out of the game shooting the basketball wise, put up only eight shots, still have like twenty points because he lived at the free throw line. And he was able to get his teammates involved. And so I got to think that Tyrese Maxey is going to have an input in this game, and he's going to be pretty solid. 
if they get anything from that bench, I think that they're going to be real competitive. And Tobias Harris made a showing. I don't know if that this is going to be anywhere near the realm of consistent or if that was just a once in a blue moon thing. But Tobias Harris did actually show up and play basketball for a night. So maybe that travels over to a, to another night. And I'm just fading this Denver team because I don't think Denver is really good. Denver needs another scoring option. It, they, that's why they need another scoring option. And it has to be Jamal Murray or Michael Porter. And neither one of those guys are playing. <laughs> so Aaron Gordon is going to have to step up really big if they can do that. But he's shown over the second half of this season that the, the, how he started the season was an anomaly. And he's not going to be able to be counted on consistently to go get a bucket when they need it. They need that outside scoring as well. I just find it really hard to take the Nuggets in a short number where I'm basically saying they're going to win the game. So give me Philly. minus. Okay. One I'm going to go with the scheduling spot. Yeah. Agree. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Charlotte Hornets, Queen City Charlotte Hornets, going to OKC where they're like 10. They're <laughs> laying 10 right now, 231 and a half on the total. Looking at the injury report here for the Charlotte Hornets, Gordon Hayward is still out with that ankle injury. He's got shots up recently, but there's no timetable for his return. James Booknight is ruled out with the neck injury. He will not be playing in this game. Going down to the OKC Thunder, who may be the only team in the league that has a Injury report that may rival the Portland Trailblazers. Aaron Wiggins is day-to-day. He might play in this game. He's questionable. Derek Favors is out. Well, I think he's – he. no, he's questionable. Derek Favors is questionable. Karen Williams is questionable. Uh, and then everybody else is a long list of people that are just done for the season. Lou Dort is done for the rest of the season. Josh Giddy is out. You would think that he's done for the rest of the season. James Robinson Earl, you would think he's done. Ty, Ty Jerome is 100% done for the rest of the season. And Mike Muscala, also 100% done for the rest of the season. So you have SGA, Darius Baisley, and a bunch of other guys. By the way, did you see that the uh, in that Memphis game, both Memphis and the Thunder came out in white jerseys? Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and SGA is really – so like – Who's going to go? They going to go change or we going to go change? <laughs> I, I'd assume that the road team's the one that has to change. But what if they only brought those jerseys? Like, what if they just brought one set of jerseys? That's their problem. I don't know. You want practice jerseys, maybe? <laughs> but oh, I man. wish that was a thing in, like... Somebody wore practice jerseys before. Do you know how many times growing up in, like, NBA 2K, you'd accidentally pick the same color as the other guy, and you had to sit there like an idiot for an hour trying to figure out where your teammates were? You know how much better that would have been if they just didn't let you pick the same color jerseys? So, I was actually kind of hoping that they played the game in the same jersey because I would have loved to see that. Like, yeah, I would have loved it wasn't to gonna happen, see though. how many turnovers. Yeah. I would have lied bet the under and have a great time. Like, that, that's the move. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would have lied bet, like, whoever's turnovers. I just would have went and just yeah. bet on them to have a whole bunch of turnovers. That was absolutely hilarious. Either way, I'm not laying 10 with Charlotte right now. I'm not doing it. Um, they have, they have the offensive firepower that they can 100 percent get this. They're so bad back. defensively, though. They're so bad. They're really bad defensively, and 
this Charlotte team just hasn't been good. <laughs> like, they haven't been good for, you know, ever since Gordon Hayward went down. And that's why we're sitting here. And we were talking about it the other day. We were like, well, is Gordon Hayward really overpaid? Like, is he really actually overpaid? Because they're really trash without him. I mean, he doesn't really give them much when he's on the court, but he does something right because they win games when he plays and they don't win games when he doesn't. I've seen this Hornets team go wider wire with the Nets with nobody and lose with the Spurs. I've seen them do it with the Pistons where they lost. They actually killed the Pistons on the road, so that's a little bit. But they're – I don't know. I'm just not trusting this team. To, I'm not laying 10. They could lose this game. They could, and the only concern is that the Thunder are at home here. The Thunder are so much better as a road team than a home team. So, so much better than – and I – it's hard for me not to consider a money line play here, but they're so, so bad at home. Well, maybe because they got to end the – they got to end the home losing streak at some point, right? It would be a good – ooh, that's – they got to end – they got to stop losing at home at some point. I can't even remember the last time they won a home game. I'm trying to look it up. You go ahead and talk while I try to figure out when the last time they won a home game. I was going to say that – I'm a little bit biased because I used a risk-free bet over the weekend on the Hornets against the Pelicans, and I won. So they're paying for the majority of my Vegas trip. So I'm kind of uh, – I'm just being honest. It is it is how it is. But – It was such an easy – that was such an easy bet. It was so easy. The spread, I think, was like one and a half or two when I got it. I'm like, New Orleans And it was no McCollum, no – No, no, no nobody. I'm like, what no is B. this? Like, they're going to kill them. It's ridiculous. Them. So yeah. I got a Vegas trip out of it, so that was nice. But I'm taking Charlotte. And it's mostly because of the fact that, as I saw, even though they've been struggling, they took care of a depleted New Orleans team on the road by 22. And I think that Oklahoma City is basically equally depleted compared to New Orleans, probably a little bit less because they still have Shea. But Oklahoma City's lost five in a row. They played yesterday in a competitive game against Memphis, so I'm questioning fatigue there. But you're looking at the margins here. Played Memphis, lost by 37. Sorry, played Minnesota, lost by 37. Played Utah, lost by 13. Played Milwaukee, lost by 27. Played Minnesota again, lost by 30. And played Memphis, lost by 7. So they've been getting buried on a regular basis, and they're on a back-to-back. I think that Charlotte is going to get to 130, maybe even 140 again. I don't think that the the, uh, Thunder get to 120. So I'm going to take the Hornets. But I'm also biased because they they basically paid for my trip. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, great on you. They're so bad, man. They're really like they're so bad at home. This is really ridiculous. Yeah. All right, so the Thunder haven't won a game at home since January thirty thirtieth because that's no thirty first. Yeah, thirty first because time. Di- yeah. This time it's over a month. Man. Yeah. So thir- so January thirty first, they haven't won a home game. That was against the Portland Trailblazers. Prior to that, they hadn't won a home game since. <laughs> What is this New Year's Eve? This is New Year's Eve. So they've won. So they won a whole another month. Months. So they so one home. All right, they give you a home game every month. They give you one home game every month. This is the one. Fuck that. Okay. I'm just Ooh. saying it's only March 14th. I just hope the home game comes. You know, a week or two down the road. Oh yeah, no, but they had they didn't get one in the beginning of March yet. Wait, did they play a home game in the beginning of March? This is how many home games have they played in March? Oh, they played a couple. They've gotten buried in each of them. Oh, but it was the – man, that's the 
the Timberwolves, the Jazz, and the Bucks. Yeah, that's not. I know they're good teams. But they've just gotten better. And and it's and the Grizzlies. Oh, they didn't have it. They didn't have a good opportunity to win their one home game this month yet. Oh well, they. Did I don't play think the of Kings. back to back years. Also, they did play the Kings. They played the Kings. That was it's a. Good it's a pretty weird scheduling spot though, because Charlotte has not played since Friday, so they had an extra day. They had a couple extra days of rest here. I wonder how. How good is Charlotte when they get extra rest? Let's go look that up real quick. But I'm throwing out. Some teams are really bad. It is a pretty good scheduling spot. But I I do think if you want to make a case for the Thunder in this game, just take the Shea points instead. Yeah. If they're going to cover, Shea's going for like 35. Would you agree with that? Uh Yeah, I do. I actually do agree. That's like the only way they're going to cover. What? Wait, how many days off do they have? Uh, They have not played since the 11th, so they've had two days off. Oh dang! They're eight three and one ATS. <laughs> That's not good for me. They're eight three and one ATS. Um, I can't look at the rest advantage and ignore it. Not to mention how bad Oklahoma City's been. I got to take Charlotte for a minute. And they're really good when they have the rest advantage. They're, it's it's oh. a matter of scoring. Do I think Oklahoma City can get to one twenty? Because I think the Hornets are going to get to one thirty. The answer is no. So I'm going to take Charlotte. Um, I don't know. They put up one twenty against the the Grizzlies still. I think the Grizzlies are are way better defense than the Hornets. Nah, I'm fuck it. I don't care. I'm still You're taking already the same. Give me OKC. Yep, yeah, yeah, I don't care. I don't care what everything says. I'm not laying ten with Charlotte right now. Give me OKC Thunder. All right, moving on. We have my Minnesota Timberwolves on the road playing the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, Timberwolves news, are laying three and a half. I got news. Huh? It involves a game later on, but the Lakers Raptors game was just taken off the board. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Not sure why, but it was just taken off the board. Oh, all right. Well, we got to throw that out. There. Try to, yeah, we'll try to find that out before we get to that game. Like I said, Minnesota's laying three and a half against San Antonio Spurs, two forty and a half on the total. All right. I mean, I don't know what the Spurs have for the Timberwolves. I don't. I don't know what the Spurs have for the Timberwolves. Their season's over, right? I mean, they got Popovich's record, right? So now they can just yeah. So they the really don't. Year. And that was my. That was why I faded them against the Indiana Pacers the other night. Is because they got popped the record. What else do they have to play for? And they're going to be hung <laughs> over. Really, like it, yeah, it was it's literally nothing else. Yeah, it was nothing else to play for. Pop got the record. Like you can lose for the rest of the season. We're good. All right, let's go look at the injury report for this game. We have four of the Minnesota Timberwolves, Naz Reed, Jordan McLaughlin, Anthony Edwards. He's probable. Honestly, you can Patrick go. Beverly. I'm gonna be All those guys with, are yeah, questionable. I'm going to be quick with this game. I'm taking Minnesota. I mean, I'm not really going to spend like much that. time on this. San Antonio is a team that's not any good. Uh, we know that uh, DeJounte Murray's great. That's basically it. Yep. Minnesota, since the All-Star break, has been very solid. They've been really good for the last week and change. Good luck to Pirtle trying to guard Carl Anthony Towns tonight. I'm going to take Minnesota. Just short, Carl easy to Towns the point. I know we're both taking Minnesota, so let's just do it. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I am. Uh, this total is a little high, actually, and I think everybody's going to be on the over, and I'm actually going to bet the under. I don't, and that's really wild that I'm recommending a road Timberwolves under because they're, like, the, one of the best teams in the league. On it's the road high. towards the over, it's, it's too, too high. high. It's too high for Doug McDermott and Bates Stop to be out for this game. And those two are two guys that 
really can help add to that scoring workload for the Spurs. That's, that, those are really, two really big injuries for me total-wise. I don't think that really has anything to do with this game. I think the Timberwolves are going to smack the Spurs either way. But that is really big for me total-wise, and that's enough for me to go on under here. So I, would, I might be interested in a first, maybe a first half to over, but not really. And I, I, would, I would just take the under in this game and just hope for the Timberwolves to put up a bunch of points in the Spurs and to do absolutely nothing. San Antonio is a team that doesn't guard anybody, and they go up-tempo. But I know, of course, opponents matter, so you got to bear with me here. But they've gone under pretty frequently with regard to this number. The Spurs have not had a game land 241 or higher in about two and a half, three weeks. Uh, they played Miami. That ended up landing 260 and change. But you're looking at the seven games after that, they've all gone under this number. So I'm going to go with the under. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Chicago Bulls traveling to Sacramento to play the Sacramento Kings. Chicago Bulls are laying three and a half. 236 on the total we have for the Sacramento Kings. Alex Lynn is questionable for this game. Justin Holiday is questionable as well. Moving up to the Chicago Bulls and – Zach Levine, questionable for this game against the Kings. Patrick Williams is still out. He's clear for contact. Looking to see him come back soon. And Lonzo Ball still hasn't been doing anything. He's still out. What if am Levine's I missing out, here? are you just penciling? What am I missing here? I was going to say, if, if Levine's out, are you just penciling DeRozan in for about, I don't know, 35, 40? I mean, I, I would do that even if Levine was in the game. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. And that's what makes me kind of concerned because this line actually ticked down a half a point. I'm actually concerned here because what the fuck is – why the fuck is this line only three and a half and they're playing the Sacramento Kings? So the thing is, I'm with you. It looks like an absolute trap line. However, if it was any team not Sacramento, i consider it. This Kings team might be, like, trap proof. This team's just awful. I, I mean, they're just a terrible basketball team. I, I don't know what more you want me to say. Fox is a, is a great player. He had 40 the other night. They still lost. Sabonis has been pretty good. It's been okay since joining Sacramento. They're just a terrible basketball team, man. And I was on the prop cast with Winoff last week. I roasted Gentry because I don't know how he's still a head coach in the league. I know he's interim, but he's awful. He's been awful for years. I'm going to go with Chicago just because Sacramento's a team that even if it is a trap, just on principle, I'll never back them. I'll take Chicago. I feel like we've been conflicting a lot. We have been. Well, the Kings are going to be the trap play of the night, where if you want to go contrarian, you'll probably take the Kings, but I can't do it. I I just can't. The Kings are so, so bad. I can't. (sighs) So... I'm trying to just. I'm, I'm trying to make it make sense because it doesn't make sense at all. This I'm assuming, they're, well I'm assuming over... they're expecting Levine to be out. That would be my no, only but guess. that's he doesn't. No, he doesn't account for that many points. Well, this what what it well, open up at? It, it it was at four and okay. it ticked down. And I mean, no, it shouldn't even opened up at four. This line should have been somewhere in seven, eight. Make me make me question it. Like, make me question taking the Bulls. Like, am I really laying that many points with the Bulls? 
Like, make me question it. I don't want to question it at all. This is this feels like a – I don't know. I'm just – Chicago also getting disgusting. Caruso back should help the defense. And we know Sacramento doesn't guard anybody. That's what I'm saying. So, this should even help. Give me Sacramento. I don't care. I'm just going to blindly take Sacramento. This is just – this is – this is terrifying. This is yeah. literally terrifying. I'm going to go Sacramento into the eye could, of the storm because Sacramento, as far as I'm concerned, is just dead to me when it comes to backing them. So I, I just – Yeah, I don't – I I am would not play this game at all. I'm completely staying away from this game. But, fuck, this is disgusting. Why is – there's no reason this line should be this close. I like the over, though. And – no, no, I like the over two because I don't think that anybody, either team, is really stopping the other. Yeah, and these teams played didn't played not too long ago. And Game Bulls won by two forty three. So the win. Bulls, yeah, Bulls, uh, Bulls won by seven. They won by seven. see, like that's that exactly. I didn't even look at that beforehand. So they won by seven. That's exactly where I would have this line. That three and a half is just confusing for, and I know that. I think I know it's because Sacramento can put up points. Like no matter what, Sacramento can put up points, and they can probably get into a shootout with somebody and hold their own. So, yeah, no, give me Sacramento. I, give me Sacramento. I'll take. I'll pick Sacramento for the sake of picking them, but I would not bet this game at all. I'm not gonna bet the Bulls either, but I do think Caruso helps out the defense, and we know Sacramento is just gonna hand out 125. It just feels like Bulls money line is gonna be a parlay piece that fucks people up today. Like, a lot of people are just going to throw Bulls in their parlay. Like, oh, yeah, Bulls should easily win. Let's just throw them in a parlay. And that's going to fuck a lot of people up today. It's just That's what it feels like for me. All right. Next game down, we have the Washington Wizards playing the Golden State Warriors. Golden State is laying 12, 225 on the to- – 225 and a half on the total for the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green is expected to return tonight. But he will definitely be on a minutes restriction, says head coach Steve Kerr. Andre Godala has yet to come back still. Gary Payton still hasn't returned to the court as well. And for the Washington Wizards, we have pretty clean. Nobody that we're not expecting on the injury report. You know, Bradley Bill's only name up here. Lane 12. Why, why, why am I not just just taking Golden State in the points here? Be, so I'm assuming subconsciously, the Warriors have failed to cover for you as double digit favorites throughout the entire season. So you're scared to take them again as a double digit favorite. Yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway because Golden State. I'm not gonna lie, I had Milwaukee against them over the weekend. I just didn't think they'd match up with Giannis and company, and I questioned the supporting cast because prior to last game, Wiggins and Clay were terrible, and they were yeah. both really good over the weekend. But Golden State has started to kind of piece it together. They've really looked solid for the last couple of games, beat Denver by 11 on the road, beat Milwaukee, beat the Clippers, all by double digits. Washington, I know Porzingis did not play against Portland. Mm-hmm. LeBron's a great player. The Lakers suck. They lost by 13 to the Lakers, and they lost by nine to a Portland team getting run out by 30 every night. I got to take the Warriors. I, I don't know how I can take a team that just lost to Portland. 
I got to go with, especially Draymond coming back, even for a minute restriction, the emotional lift that should give the rest of the team, I think is going to be noticeable. I'm going to go with the Warriors. Not really going to think much about yeah. it. I think they could win by 30. I, I re- oh. Am I not looking into the 40-point beatdown that they got from – was it 40? It might have been 30. I might be exaggerating a little bit. But whatever, the beatdown that they got from the Trailblazers, am I not looking too much into that? It wasn't – actually, it wasn't even anywhere close to that. The game ended up being closer than what it probably should It wasn't a beatdown, but I'm just saying Portland was – not even able no, to I'm compete pretty... within single digits for a couple weeks, and they won outright against the Wizards. I feel like they got destroyed in that game. I don't they know did. why. They did. I'm, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, like, watching because I watched a little bit of that game. I feel like they were getting destroyed. Like this, this number ended up a lot closer than. But Washington outscored them by nine in the second half. Okay, so they were getting buried at halftime. Yeah, that's what I, I knew. I was. I, that's it. I had watched it from staff. All right. Um, do you want to back the team that just got killed? That just got killed in Portland. I really don't, but I don't want to overanalyze. Twelve just feels like a little bit high, but I'm seeing eighty percent, six, eighty-six percent of money on Washington too. I can't imagine Washington being a public dog and me riding that as well. Give me Golden State Warriors minus twelve here. Moving on. We have the Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Utah to play the Utah Jazz. They're currently laying two, two thirty-two and a half on the total injury report for these two teams is looking like DeAndre Bembry. <laughs> I didn't know this. I did not know this at all, and it's probably because it's Bembry. But so the guy that because Milwaukee said that they were going hard in the uh what's it called the buyout market and they get Bembry who actually played really hard for the Nets he tore his ACL so he, and his MCL so he's mm-hmm. out Jesus Christ I liked Bembry on the Nets yeah Bembry yeah he does that really sucks <laughs> that really really sucks for them because they need any help off the bench that they can fucking get they ended up with him and Javon Carter as like Nets rejects that's who Milwaukee ended yeah up plus of course they got a Baca as their main buyout guy or trade guy yeah. but still yeah, that's that sucks. <laughs> that really yeah. sucks. Of course, Bember didn't and play much, but he give he gave you something on the bench. Pat Connaughton is still out. Yeah. Whereas for the Utah Jazz, we have Trent Forrest, who is questionable for this game against the Bucks. We have Azubuki, who is out. And Rudy Gobert, who is questionable. I'm pretty sure he's going to play. Uh, Boyan, I see, is also questionable. He's got a strained calf. Oh, uh, Boyan? Okay, I didn't see that. He All right, so Boyan's questionable. <laughs> oh, he might not be playing. <laughs> I think I know where we're going on this one because I know that both of us don't like Utah. I'm going to take Milwaukee. I, I just I mean, think Milwaukee's – I mean, Milwaukee starters can, can run this whole game. They also I would, I would be questionable over, if I felt – They also got embarrassed over the weekend. Like, yeah, Curry only absolutely. scored eight points. They all run out of the gym. Uh, it's Milwaukee's a team – that all season long when I've actually bet on them, they've kicked my ass. But I actually think I have a decent read on the team. It just for whatever reason the games I bet on just doesn't work out. Yeah. They should win this game. The Jazz with with potentially no go bear 
defensively will be a mess. We've seen it all season Even if he's long. there. I'm saying if he's not. If he's not, it's a done deal. Milwaukee's scoring like 125. Yeah. And boy, on the great three point shooter. Even if so. he's there, I, I, I'm very concerned for Gobert because at the end of the day, you're there because of your defense and go get rebounds and stuff like that. But now you're looking at Giannis and Okupo in his face. And it's just like everything you're good at doesn't matter anymore <laughs> because he's so much better at you at what he does. So he's just – it doesn't matter anymore. So My argument is I know that Gobert, of course, is still not good on the perimeter. Imagine the switching with the white side onto, onto Giannis. It's a wrap. Cook. It's a wrap. So that's what I'm saying. I got to take Milwaukee. If you want to take Utah, uh, wait to see who's actually playing in this game. But with Gobert questionable and Boyan questionable, with him missing shoot around as well, I got to assume Milwaukee wins this game. Wow, their bench is so bad, though. It's so, so bad. It's really crazy. But I think Serge Ibaka can actually have a pretty decent game. Well, is Serge Ibaka, bench Hassan good, Whiteside, they just have one player? Because Clarkson at 45. No, no, no. Utah doesn't have a good bitch either, but they have one Milwaukee good player like, on the bench. Yeah. And so this is probably yeah, this is ill. Especially if if Gobert's out, that just thins out their big man group even more. This is really yeah. a lot of consideration for me. I'm locking it right now. So I'm locking it right now. I'm locking uh Milwaukee minus two right now. That's one that's one of my locks for the day. I haven't really actually locked anything on this slate. No, I haven't locked anything on this slate yet. So this is the first dang, and we're already at the last game. Wow, interesting. I didn't realize I haven't locked anything. Uh well, Minnesota yeah, Minnesota would be a lock for me too. You could add Minnesota to my lock counter. So those two, those two are pretty good locks. Uh no, but it, Giannis is just so much better. Giannis is so much better, and if they can get anything, anything to slow down Donovan Mitchell, then this this game is a blowout. And Drew Holiday is going to make him work harder than other people. I'm going to dare Connolly to beat me. I did not realize this because I didn't watch this game. George Clarkson at 45? That's what I said. He had 45. How did I miss this? Get 45 off the bench. It had to be – it's had to be college basketball. I was That's what I said. I, I said Utah doesn't have a good bench, but they have one yeah, guy I was who dropped 45. In. I did not realize he had 45. They, so yeah. you're telling me when Jordan Clarkson came off the bench and gave you 45 and you only beat you, – yeah, you pushed against Sacramento? We're talking about defense. Gobert didn't play, so you had Whiteside at center. Mike Conley trying to guard Fox. Fox went for 41. And you pushed – yeah. You pushed in cover. this game? No. You pushed, and you got 45 from Jordan Clarkson? Yeah. Yeah, lock up the Milwaukee Bucks here in this slot, guys. I don't even care if Rudy Gobert plays because I think that they can still exploit you, Rudy Gobert because Giannis is just so much better than everybody else. If he doesn't play, though, it's an absolute wrap because Whiteside's going to get put if in he the doesn't play, chamber. If he doesn't play, I'll take Milwaukee, and I'll buy them up the double-digit spread. I think they killed him, too. I'm I'm tempted to do it even if he does play, but I will 100. percent I probably would I probably would bet it now because I feel pretty decently even if he does play. But if you also he didn't mention play, who's who's coming back from Milwaukee, by the way. Who is Lopez? Is he really? Yeah, he's playing. Oh shit, he wasn't on the injury report. He's back. Oh, I don't know how many well, minutes he's going to play, but that helps. No, nah, I mean he's going to be at a restriction, but that's that's solid. 
That's solid. Okay. Gives them room wow, that's interesting. I didn't know. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. I didn't know that. I did not know that. All right. Any thoughts on total when we get up out of here? Oh, God. I'm on over. I'm on over. I think it's, I have to, I have to like over. the over. I mean, they gave up 125 to Sacramento. Uh, Milwaukee, I think, is going to walk into 130. I'm expecting a lot of high-scoring games today, but both teams like to run pace. Assuming that Gobert might not play, then that rim protection, which I know Whiteside allegedly gives, he's not going to be able to keep up with Giannis. Uh, yeah, I like the over. I think you'll see a lot of points. All right, last game of the slate. We have the Toronto Raptors traveling to Staples Center to play the Los Angeles Lakers. I still don't Toronto's have one. Laying four. I saw four and a half on DraftKings this morning, but it got taken down and it hasn't come uh, back up yet. So I'm, I'm shopping around, you know, but there might be something you, going on behind the scenes. Nope, I see. Okay, I see four on Type Facebook. in. I see four on Facebook. Okay. So let's type in Lakers on. Lakers on Twitter. Twitter tells me everything that I need to know. Okay, let's see here. Uh, searching Lakers on Twitter, not really seeing anything. The Lakers broke Westbrook. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, not seeing anything for the Lakers. All right, let's type in Raptors on Twitter and see if there's any news on the Raptors side that may have dropped on Twitter. I know Van Vliet's questionable. That's really the only injury news that's even and maybe at this maybe point. that's it, and that's why it got pulled. I don't know because not... he he didn't play against Denver last game either, and they still won by double digits. Yeah, yeah, I was on Raptors in that game too. I'm, I don't know why the fuck Denver was laying that many points. It's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything. I don't yeah. know what the fuck. Either way, that. all right. So technically, we're just gonna pick it at four. And we're going to go with what information we have. You guys know to take that with a grain of salt. Pretty sure. Well, I. Let's see here. Fred Van Fleet. Yep. Questionable. See that. And I know he's still sidelined with that finger injury. Malachi Flynn still out with the hamstring injury for the Los Angeles Lakers here. Coming off of a back to back. Anthony Davis doing light on-court activities. We know he's not playing here. I don't know what the fuck happened to Kendrick Nunn. It feels like he just kind of, you know, scraped his knee, and now he's not playing I was going to say, didn't he, like, bang his knee on a table or something? And yeah, then... like, I don't know what the fuck happened. But And the thing is, Kendrick Nunn would be such a good add to this team because I really think Kendrick Nunn is, Nunn is actually good at basketball. He would be such a good add for this team, but this man cannot. Like, and he had a setback. And I'm just like, what were you doing? Like, mm-hmm. what were you doing? I mean, he's a good and offensive so, player. Defensively, he wouldn't do much help. But, but, but they just didn't stop. need anybody. They, that's what I'm saying. At this point, just go out there and have be full Rick Carlisle and try to put up 120 every night. All right. Toronto Lang 4. We're going to judge it off of that. We're going to judge it off the 225 and a half total. I mean, with the information that's present to me and available to me right now, Toronto minus 4 is a lot for me. I'm not. This Lakers team literally can't beat anybody good. No. At all. And I wouldn't even say that they caught Golden State and went a point in time where Golden State was even good. So I really don't even. And it took 50 from LeBron to do that, as you pointed out on your radio show. So why? This is literally disgusting. Literally disgusting. I'm not certain. And I think they're afraid to give the Lakers like a larger number. It's actually funny. His line grew from one and a half to four. So 
kudos to people for finally fading the Lakers and betting that. This is pro- this probably means that the Lakers are probably going to win this game outright, but fuck well, that. it was four and a half last night, so it seems like there's a bit of buyback coming in on the Lakers, and I don't yeah. really understand it. Yeah, no. Give me the Toronto Raptors here. They're just a better team, and they're playing for something. I'm not really sure what the Lakers are playing for. I think that they're, they're fairly cemented themselves as, yeah, we're just going to be one of the bottom nine or ten seeds. We're fine with that. The issue I have with the Lakers, besides pretty much everything on their team, is the fact that in any given game, if they get punched in the mouth in the first half, they will roll over about 90% of the time. They yep. are done. And Toronto yep. is a young team that's not afraid to jump people from the get-go. And the fact that they have Barnes, they have Siakam, two guys who I'm not going to say can stop LeBron because he can't stop LeBron, but at least they can throw multiple bodies on him or at him to try to make things just not easy. Make him pass it. Make him yeah. pass the ball. He wants just, to pass the ball anyway. He wants force, to pass the ball anyway. Just make force him pass LeBron it. to not take over the game with 50. And the Lakers can't guard anybody. And Toronto has a bunch of weapons. Gary Trent Jr. at 40 the other night. He was great. But the Lakers on a back-to-back especially, and I know that they just got killed, but if they go down double digits after the first quarter, it's a wrap. They're going to just roll over and lose by 20. Yep. So I'm going to go with the Raptors too. It's pretty bad. It's really <laughs> bad for his Lakers squad. Like, absolutely disgusting. By the way, fun uh, fun trend if you like trends. The Raptors are 10-1 and ATS in the last 11 meetings in Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Randomly, cool. they've traveled really well to, the, to uh, Staples Center-Crypto.com Arena. Well, actually, Staples. just Staples. They haven't played in crypto yet, but still. Yeah. Staples. I don't know what this crypto yeah. thing you're talking about is. Uh, yeah, that's actually atrocious. Yeah, but the point is Toronto. Is that like is that against the Lakers or is that like just in no? That's the against the Lakers. That's against the Lakers. Uh, I wonder they're, what they. They're ten they... one ATS in the last eleven on the road. So I can't say. I'm, I'm wonder what their numbers against by the that. are. I can't say I'm fully surprised by that because of the fact that Toronto is always undervalued, like every year, because nobody really cares about Canada. Being honest, no offense. Uh, at all. But Toronto they're, is definitely Canada much, play basketball. No way. Yeah, they're the much better team. So if you're going to give me the better team that's undervalued again, solely because people want to blindly bet the Lakers, have fun with that. I'll take the better basketball team. All right. That's just ill. Any thoughts on the total there? Are we just going over? Oh, God. I, I think I have to, but – I really just don't even know, man, because the Lakers could just roll over, but they could roll over while giving up 130. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go with the over because LeBron, worst case scenario, should give you 30. <laughs> so I'm hoping the Lakers get to 100 and hell, 10, 109. I don't know. But Toronto could go for 125 and nobody would be surprised. So I'll take the over. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers are actually in this game and then they just folded it then. I think it sounds pretty on par. I think they'll be in the game, but I think eventually Toronto, third quarter, maybe early fourth, just kick it up defensively. And the Lakers just don't have that gear. So I think Toronto will get it done. It's 100% on the same wave. There are never enough things to gamble on, and one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. 
check out Stable Duel, a fantasy style, daily fantasy style app where you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. And you can win as much as $25,000. You heard me right, $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is here, free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free weekly games at the tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against us in our stables. You can follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is here, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on prop swap because you're directly you're buying directly from other betters like yourself, like Gil from New Jersey, who purchased a Murray State championship ticket on prop swap at twenty two twenty five to one odds, while the sportsbook are only offering a hundred and fifty to one odds. Now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tourney starts. And when you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all big sales and the red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your tickets into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, let's get into our locking dog for the night. Scott, what you doing? So I have a couple of choices here for the lock because there are a couple of things that I do like. But I'm actually going to go to a team total in this one. And it's going to be the Hornets and Thunder game. I'm going to take the Hornets over because Oklahoma City can't stop anybody. And I do expect the Hornets to finish somewhere north of 124 in this game. The team totals around 120 and a half, 121.5. But they just yeah. scored 142 against New Orleans. And you want to look at Oklahoma City's defense recently, it's been a mess. Gave up 125 to Memphis, 132 to Minnesota, 142 to Milwaukee. Uh, gave up 138 to Minnesota again at home. You can really just go down the line. We know Charlotte doesn't guard anybody, but they play up-tempo, and they are really good offensively. And Oklahoma City defensively has been a mess. I'm going to take the team total over because I really just expect Charlotte to eventually end with end up with about 125 minimum. I'm going to take the team total over. All right. I like that. What's your dog? Uh, so my dog is a bit trickier because, well, to be honest, I like the decent amount of favorites on the card today. But I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. I mentioned them before. Okay. I know that you like Philly, but – I can't look past the scheduling spot 
and Harden's recent shooting numbers. They're just too bad for me. And I do think that even though Embiid and Jokic is going to be a war, and I will acknowledge Denver's supporting cast is definitely weaker than Philly's, I can't look past the overtime game on the road yesterday with a back-to-back with Harden potentially dealing with a leg issue. It's a bit too much for me. I think this line should be closer to pick them. I'm going to take Denver. But it's also because I really didn't like really any other dog on the card. <laughs> I like that. I think that that's solid. I'm still on Philly here. Yeah. Okay. For me, for my lock, I'm going to go with... It's either the Raptors, the Timberwolves, or uh, the... The, yeah, it's, it's Bucks. It's Raptors to Bucks, and Bucks yeah. for me. I'm probably not going to go with – well, I see a line for the Raptors now. It's back at four and a half. That's a lock for me, by the way. Just I don't think I um, – if I didn't make that clear. You said that yeah. those three are your locks for tally site. Um, hmm. Minnesota is so good to me on the road, but Milwaukee is really good to me on the road. Let's lock up Milwaukee. Fuck the Jazz. All right. Bucks minus two. That's going to be my lock for the day. I think the Bucks get back right on the slide. I don't think Utah has anything for them, especially if Jordan Clarkson has an off shooting night, which he's been, you know, kind of up and down for the most part of this season. Giannis is just going to be too much for him. That bench is atrocious and disgusting. But I will, t- I will back the Milwaukee Bucks here. Bucks minus two. That is my lock for my dog. Take the I Kings. Also I also don't really like too many dogs. No, like I'm it, that that line is so fishy. That line right. is so. If I had to bet that game, I would bet Kings. But that line is so fishy. But I'm gonna go with the team that I don't think that the line is fishing. I think the line is is set fairly. I just don't trust the Charlotte Hornets. So give me the OKC Thunder plus three seventy five to finally get a home win for the first time in over a month and a half. Look, this OKC team finds ways. I don't know how. I I truly don't know how. Because it's truly just Shea Gilgis Alexander that's out there playing. However, I do really like Darius Baisley. And Trey Mann is pretty, you know, pretty solid, too. I think that those are, like, two pretty solid pieces that actually keep them in games a number of times. So, Is Mann playing? I, I, oh, yeah, he played okay. last, he's, he's off, he played he last off time. the injury report. Okay. Yeah, he played last time. So, Well, hopefully he can, for both of us, Oklahoma City wins. They just give up 122 points. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm all I'm all for that. All for that, and and I'm on the over. So I think that that's a pretty you know that's a pretty solid pretty solid bet. I think that they can keep it close and probably win a really close one. Probably comes down to like the last couple of shots or something like that. But I'm just gonna pencil Shea in for thirty to forty points. Mm. Sounds pretty pretty easy there. So and then if Aaron Wiggins come back, that's gonna be another person that I think can you know sneakily have a really good day. So, give me OKC plus 375 on the money line. All right. Scott, that's it for the episode today. I don't think we took too, too long on this episode at all, which is pretty good for us. You're going to be hearing a lot of me and Scott this week. It's going to be some turnover. Like we said, Moonoff is out for some personal reasons right now, and we're going to be holding the fort down till he gets back. So, I will be back, uh, what is it, tomorrow Later tonight, tomorrow, whenever the podcast drops. With ZB for the Tuesday pod, breaking down Tuesday games. We'll be chatting it up there. Uh, Scott will be doing the propcast, hosting propcast for numerous times this week. So looking forward to that. So, hey, guys, Scott, what you what you have for people? Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Radio. 
R-I-C-H-E-L radio. Besides that, you might end up seeing me on potentially some live streams over the next couple of days because I'm going to be meeting up with Kramer and Sean in Vegas. So I'll try to stop by the studio, talk some March Madness there. Looking forward to that. And yeah, looking forward to my trip and hopefully I make some money with the rest of you people. All right. And I'm here. I'm not going to Vegas, unfortunately. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, unfortunately. In spirit. Right here. Yes. I'm I'm there in spirit. Yep. Right there in the heart. hundred percent. Either way, you guys know where to find me at really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. I really don't have anything. Ooh, is there any parting shots? Let me look at the slate one more time to see if there's any fucking parting shots that I have. This Cavaliers line jumped up while we were talking. It's now at seven. I mean, I still uh, yeah, seven. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's at seven. Somebody now. had to have been ruled out. Yeah, somebody had to be. Uh, yeah, you don't get two points of value like that because it's not even. It's like a seven and a half. Uh, Reggie Jackson's out and Morris is out. Oh hell, damn! Add the Cavaliers to the lock list. Minus for a, a, a Clippers team that's really bad on the road, add the Cavaliers to the lock list. Yeah, I'm so that's four locks. My uh, Clippers pick on that one. I'm going to go with the Cavs. Yeah, seven. Seven is not. That's not enough value for the Cavs, and and you just miss Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris. Yep. Give me the Cleveland Cavaliers. There, they're added to the lock list just like that. All right, people. We've gotten to the point, everybody's favorite point in the show, where they are expecting me to say something different and to have figured this whole thing out, and I have not. However, Sean and Kramer are mentoring me. They have been giving me suggestions. They have, we have been going over stuff, and we were working on it, and then they went to Vegas for March Madness. So we are not working on it anymore, so you're going to get a bunch of this for the rest of this week of me not knowing how to end this podcast. So I'm just going to end it by saying this. We are out. Basketball, give it, give it, give it the ball, because I'm going to